Hello, listeners! Welcome back to another episode of Movie Mastery. It's Horror Toberfest, baby! October's here, and it's time to get spookalicious. I'm mm. your host, John, and as always, is my curmudgeon of a co-host, Jeff. Yes, I'm terrified. Uh, oogly mm, yes. doogly. Yes, the boogies. Mm. <laughs> Petrified, I'm sure. Yes. Who time among us... is fleeting. Who among us does not enjoy a good tremor from time to From time to time. I can tell you one person. Me. I don't like horror movies. Aww. And I don't like bad horror movies even more. Oh, oh, sad face. <laughs> I know. I have such a sad face right now. <laughs> yeah, so for... The entirety of the month of October, as always, we will be doing only horror movies, which I love and Jeff does not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, you can join me every day of the month. I will be watching another horror movie, and uh, when it's not Movie Mastery time, I'll just be doing a written review, but those will all go up on the website, systemmasterypodcast.com. You can come along with me as I watch just... Just a plethora of absolute garbage, and then usually, like, three that are decent. That sounds like so much fun that I will definitely avoid it. I mean, I'm going to read your reviews, because, look, folks, I'm going to be honest with you right now, and I'm not talking to John. In fact, John, if you could just not listen for a second while I address the audience. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll turn the headphones off. Thank Hold you. On. John is actually a phenomenal writer, uh, so it's his writing is really good, and someone ought to give him money to do it at some point. Uh, so I definitely read every one of these reviews every year, even though I hate horror movies. I can't let him know that, though, because, you know, we can, it's a rivalry, it's a show thing. Don't want to inflate the ego, that kind of stuff. Also, dude smells like horse garbage. All right, John, you can come back in. All right, I got the, I got the waving signal. All right, we're yeah. back. Welcome okay. back. Yeah, 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 I look forward to it. And if people don't want to follow your thing, they could just follow me on Twitter instead while I, I don't know, collect little pins. Little little pins. I'm, Hi, I'm Lil Pins. <laughs> I'm a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, I have almost twelve pins now. I'm a collector. Ooh, well, you know, everything starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just ordered a bunch of little Final Fantasy pins just because I like that game series. Uh, I feel like I'm uh, now that I have all these ones where I was just like, you know what? I like Star Wars. I'll get a Star Wars pin. Now I'm like, okay, I I'm stopping myself. I'm not just gonna buy crappy pins that look like pop culture things from now on they have to come from somewhere they have to mean something ah okay so now you're treating them like uh people who don't normally want tattoos treat tattoos instead of the people who are like i'll put fucking anything on me i don't give a shit <laughs> yeah i just saw some like f soccer player or something who had the word knee tattooed on his knee <laughs> and i was like that's that's a life the choice right there if you're just like fuck it i'm just gonna label myself who gives a shit you know, someday I might be like, what the fuck is this called again? Oh, knee! God! Past me was so smart. <laughs> hey, if he ever comes apart, like if he just falls apart like a like a toy speeder bike from the 80s, then he'll know where that part goes. Hell yeah, they'll be able to put him back together again. Not like Humpty Dumpty. Oh no. Also, something that couldn't possibly be put together, the plot of this movie. Hi, I'm doing the thing. <laughs> Hi, I'm here to review a movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, no movie was available, so instead, we'll be discussing The Whispering Man. Yeah, I gotta say, right off the bat, I was trying to find something to start this off with that was both incredibly stupid and Check. something we could have a a decent discussion about, and also something I knew Jeff would hate. 
well, you got two out of three, and we're going to try and have a discussion about it anyway. <laughs> now, The Whispering Man, the cover of it, shows basically a weird alien in a business suit standing out in the woods, and I was originally like, oh, sweet, this is going to be like someone's Hungarian knockoff Slender Man. Fucking yes, mm -hmm. I am on board for this. I did not read anything else about it, and that was unfortunate because it turns out it is a found footage movie about an evil painting. Yeah. Honestly, if we if you want to hear the, the gist of this movie instead of listening to this episode, you could go listen to the episode we did on The Mirror and also include a bunch of us making fun of Hungarian accents. Ta-da! Yeah, it is amazing how much these are basically just the same, and it's sad. <laughs> I mean, from the moment that the... Because I watched it the day before. I usually have to because, you know, I have a kid during the day. I can't make her watch horror movies. Uh, she could have probably watched this one. But uh, Oh, yeah. It's not like anything happened. Yeah. So I watched it yesterday and uh, I was like, oh, no, found footage type opening disclaimer where it's like, ah, this footage was compiled from the property of one Mark H. And I was like, oh, fuck, found footage. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that alien on the cover is not in this. Yeah, that's... The saddest thing. I mean, there was a part of me that seeing that was like, I wonder if that's actually going to be in here or if that's just some bullshit. And it was indeed some bullshit, which made me exceedingly sad because that thing looks so dumb. It really does. It it looks like the kind of thing you'd see just sort of propped up in the corner at a like a spirit Halloween store where no one's ever bought it. And as far as you can tell, it's probably load bearing. Oh, yeah, it's just someone had one of those old, like, gray alien things that you could put in a yard, and over the years, they just keep dressing it up in things because no one buys it. So now it's just in a business suit that they got on discount somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's in the suit because the Trump costumes weren't selling like they were hoping. Uh, but, <laughs> but they can't keep the head, the Trump masks out on display in the store because people complain. So here's the alien alternative. That's that's what the image is. Of course, the image is entirely fabricated. The film contains nothing. Yeah. So, you know, we are going to get into the incredibly boring blow by blow of this. But uh, yeah, just so you know, it's a found footage movie. It sucks ass and nothing happens. Ta-da! <laughs> it's got so much nothing in it. I'd rather be eaten by the Gamork. <laughs> yes okay all right well we're gonna play a little bit of music we are gonna come back with the full spoiler review of the whispering man back and it is time to turn up the volume on that whispering man yeah not like he ever actually says anything for a movie called the whispering man I, i'm gonna be honest not only is the whispering man not in this film he doesn't even whisper i know it's it's fucking bullshit the whole thing is bullshit i call shenanigans j'accuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for something that is supposed to be a whispering man, I was hoping for, I don't know, spooky whispers. But instead we get... Yeah, we get heavy and breathing. And some yells. Yeah, we get two instances of heavy breathing and I think one weird scream. Yeah, there's just, I wish, anything at all. 
yeah, would the, have happened. Those spooky whispers are supposed to be the scariest thing in the movie. Those are the scare moments. Yeah, that's <sighs> what you should be scared about, but no. So before before we get into the plot of this thing, because there's not much of a blow by blow we could even do if we wanted to. This rem- <laughs> this reminded me of a couple different things at once. Uh, and, and the first one, and the, I think the thing that's probably the most like the actual discussion that this movie could possibly kick out is what happened to Creepy Pasta? Could people stop trying to turn it into movies? And you know what? It kind of sucks <laughs> because for my money, that's more or less what this film is. This is Creepy Pasta, where. It's not necessarily an actual horror story. It's just a series of events that could potentially be considered scary happening. Uh, that and, and just like the, what ultimately ended up killing Creepypasta, they try to stuff in like a legend character because Slenderman was a thing. Hmm, hmm. I mean, I can see that at least because... Most of the time with, like, the creepypasta thing, you'd have one picture and then, like, a little story to go with it. And that's basically all you have is, like, ah, here's a creepy painting. And also, maybe someone died. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all there is. It's uh, basically, I mean, I don't play a whole lot of, or read a whole lot of creepypasta because I, I'm not 14 and I don't care about Five Nights and Freddy's. But my understanding of it is a lot of the time it starts out effectively scary but then she's kind of goes way too over the top. And then and that nine times out of 10, they do eventually are like, try to introduce the concept of a scary character who's a little sexy so they can try to sell him as a little sexy. <sighs> a little sexy. And the other thing this reminded me of, and this is probably a little more minor. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember that old YouTube video of the guy who is just reading misspellings of the word pregnant? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a guy named JT Sex Kick uh, on YouTube, and he did that. He's done that. You've heard all the jokes of people saying, like, how women get pregante and so on. Uh, when he's not doing those, because he hasn't done very many of those at all, he mostly just sort of makes fun of other people's YouTube channels. And I would say, that, I would say that about 80% of his output is making fun of, like, Central European kids who move to America and live in giant empty mansions, and pretend that they have Pennywise's phone number. Ah! Uh, and that's what this movie felt like to me. It felt exactly like one of those things where the guy's like, listen, everybody, listen, everybody, if I can keep this fidget spinner on my on my hand for 10 minutes, we keep it spinning, then you all have to mash, like, and subscribe. You all have to do it, okay? We all have to do it. And then after that, I'm going to use this love potion app, and I'm going to fall in love with myself, and you have to mash, mash and subscribe. And, and I was just like, I get it. I understand where this is coming from. This is the same content farm. Hmm. Maybe that's just me, though. I don't know. I mean, God knows I've never seen that. And honestly, watching this, given that this is supposed to be someone who's like, oh, I've got a YouTube channel thing and I'm doing like fear stuff. And I kept waiting for him to actually feel like he had one of those, like start up one of his little camera things with like, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Mark. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the movie does have a little tiny bit of pop culture sensibility to it. Like, there's two jokes in the whole movie, and they're both jokes that are about American pop culture shit. At the beginning, our, oh, yeah. our main character's name is Mark, his brother's name is Tommy, his brother lampshades this fact by going, oh, hi, Mark, which cracks Mark up. Yes, You know, because of the does. room. So You remember. Yeah, so that's something. We get a little room reference. And then I'd say another one-third of the way into the movie, there is a point where 
uh, his weird nerd friend shows up. Our main character's weird nerd friend shows up. And they make a Superman mustache CGI joke from Justice League. Yes. Now, both of those happen within, I'm going to say, the first 10 to 15 minutes. There is nothing else throughout this movie that could be construed as a joke or scary. Yeah. So it's weird. There's these two little sort of nods to pop culture junk, and then they just dispense with that. But it's got yeah. it's got that feel where it's like, oh yeah, what's hot these days? I don't know, Ghost Hunters on the internet. Let's make one of their shows. Should we watch one to get an idea of what those are like? No, just put up a printed out picture of Robert Johnson. Huh. And it's you know, ha- uh, real weird. <laughs> a haunted house on the hill poster. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the premise of this being that Mark has some channel where he goes and looks at haunted things in Hungary and. Uh, this is going to be, now he's going to go look at his dead grandma's old house because they're going to find the painting of the Whispering Man. And it seems like he just sort of, oops, I forgot information all the time. Because when he first starts talking, he's like, yes, and, uh, you know, my grandfather got this. And then my grandmother hated it, and, and she covered it up and got rid of it. And then later on, he's like, oh, I forgot to mention, my dad stole this at one point when my grandpa died. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of him doing half setup, and also a lot of, uh, like, after the first scene of him sitting down with one of the four other people that are in the movie and just having a, a rehash conversation where they make up new shit about what happened to the previous scene. So, oh yeah, so it's it's why it's so weird because all of these scenes seem like these should have been like brainstorming sessions for the plot. Yeah, yeah. So half the movie is just him sitting in a, a kitchen uh, with like his brother or girlfriend or something and saying things like, "Oh, as we as we have established, this is a very scary painting with an incredible and historic legendary legacy." And you're like, "What are you talking about? It doesn't have any of those things." It it was purchased from a hotel after a fire, and then it lived in your grandparents' house for 30 years? What are you talking about with this historic legacy bullshit? Oh, yeah, it starts out, and it's just, oh, this is a, a painting that my grandpa got after his hotel that he worked at shut down. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, no, it was actually in a sanitarium first, and that burned down. And you're like, okay, actually, it was... Painted by a madman who committed suicide and put his own blood in the painting. And you're like, what? <laughs> what, ha- what is happening right now? Yeah. You just keep yes-anding anything anyone says. Yeah, and they do it, it's always after the fact and attempting to reestablish. Uh, a lot of this movie boils down to hearing the character say, as I said it, or as I, under- as I understood it, or as we all saw what happened yesterday. We hear, we hear those specific phrases a fucking lot. Like, constantly, every time it's a new scene. As I said, the painting is definitely causing weird things around here. Also, it has previously been established, it is haunted. <laughs> Just over and over again. <sighs> uh, I I wish that we could have gotten even a little bit of a solid idea of what was going with it. Because the painting is just sort of a generic, like, oh, I made a, a sort of creepy face. It's just, It's just sort of indistinct and kind of lopsided it's a dark gray face on a black background it is very shadowy uh it kind of looks like the XCOM logo yeah the uh it's even the face thing that's on there i'm like uh the only thing that's even mildly creepy is like oh i guess 
I guess your eyes are kind of tilted, I guess. Well, I don't know. It's got them it just almond... sort of looks like a head shape. Yeah, it, it's got them almond alien eyes, kind of, a little bit. Like, the problem is that the painting is so poorly done. I mean, it's literally just two colors. It's just gray on black that you could construe the alien eyes as alien eyes or just as heavy shadow. It's unfortunate, because when you're going to center an entire movie around one object, maybe have that object be decent. <laughs> No, man. We've got a mirror or a painting. We've got to make a whole ass movie. Let's go. What's our special at effects with, budget? We don't have any budget. At least, at least with the mo- the mirror, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. The whole thing is reflections. That's fine. It doesn't need to look interesting. It's a mirror. But with a painting, you're like, yo, this is a whole visual medium that you need to, you know, not have suck if we're going to keep looking at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so... But yeah, the, the basic core premise is that our main character, Mark, uh, introduced in the in the opening crawl of the film as Mark H. And then the first thing, the first line of the movie is, hey, everybody, Mark here. And I was like, oh, OK, his name is Mark here. I'm, I'm up with uh, that. That makes sense. Ah, uh, yes, Mark here. <laughs> he hosts one of those ghost chaser shows, but his ghost chaser show sucks out loud because he never goes anywhere. And he just sits in his apartment in front of two printed out pictures. One of them is Robert Johnson with his guitar and the other one of House on the Hill. Uh, and he just talks about how his grandparents owned a painting. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, that whole, like, as we previously, whatever thing that you had been saying before, that's how he opens it up where he's like, now, of course, you remember previously when I went to a cemetery and we went there and that was very scary. And then also we... Uh, tried to interview people about things. Uh, now I'm going to get the painting. Yeah. Now we have a backstory for why the movie's in English. It's not just because it is. Um, his father was an a, a, like a rich English guy who married a Hungarian woman and then moved to Hungary. And that's why all three of, of the siblings uh, are bilingual. Everyone else in the movie is also bilingual uh, for, you know, no reason. Um, yeah. But I mean, at least... <laughs> When his friend comes over, his nerd friend, for the first time, he starts speaking Hungarian, and then he's like, oh, wait, we got to do English for the Euro people. Right. And his his uh, brother responds with like, oh, you know, my English is worse than yours, which was actually, you know, nice. And it did play out. His English is worse. Huh. <laughs> uh, but worse is a, a relative. The, the, honestly, the only real interest I gleaned from this movie, what kept me watching was uh, trying to figure out the lean words that these people picked up in their English classes. Uh, no d- yeah, there was there was a thing where I was watching this going like, okay, if I was going to try and do this accent, what is it exactly that they, like, what are their vowel stresses? What are they using to, like, kind of figure out where to go from? Now, I was looking for crutches, because a lot of this movie is about dead relatives. Like, his grandparents have died, and that's important for the fucking painting, and his mom recently died. Uh, and his father died, and he has a specific crutch phrase he says every time. He's like, uh, "My grandfather, my grandmother died three years ago. It was really hard on her." Uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, death's hard on everybody." Uh, but death was also hard on his mom, his grandfather, and probably his dad. He uses that phrase for everybody. That is true. I did notice that he continually is like, "And that was really hard on them." Yeah. So that seems to be an interesting crutch phrase. Uh, as, as I said, is another one. He keeps saying, as I said, or as we understand it at the beginning of everything, uh, it's just, it's interesting almost entirely for the, let's make a movie uh, can do spirit being applied to people from Hungary who are like, fuck it. Let's make something for the American audience. Uh, the thing is as someone that has watched 
a lot of foreign horror films, I'm like, this honestly would have been way better if instead of trying to be like, oh, let's appeal to the American audience by being in English, be like, no, it'd be better if you were just speaking Hungarian. It's then true. I wouldn't the- know you're a shitty a- actor as much. I mean, I had to turn on subtitles anyway, so you might as well do the whole thing. And the subtitles mostly reveal something about this film that I feel is important to discuss, uh, that I don't think any single scene in the film had more than one take. There are several points in the movie where he'll, where our main character, our lead actor, will say things like, as my grandfather once, as my grandfather, as my grandfather once said, uh, he picked up the uh, the painting and I learned that while I was staying at mom. <laughs> and you're just, and the, and subtitles read that way too. And I'm just like, dude, do another take. Realize you had a stutter in there and go back and try again. Well, quick trivia note for you. This was filmed over four days. Yeah, no, I know. No, you, that's a good trivia note. I appreciate it, but I know. <laughs> but I get it. I understand. I watched the movie. I know. I mean, here's it's fun with found footage horror movies. They they have to straddle a fairly fine line. Uh, and I, wait, I, I've never liked a found footage movie. I haven't seen Chronicle, and I've heard it's pretty good, but but uh, I've never liked a found footage movie. Uh, they have to straddle a line where, you know, it's an extremely expensive process to do all these complex camera tricks to make it look like they're being carried or, or uh, to keep things in frame or just just the right amount of motion blur. Uh, or you could actually buy a fucking handy cam or a GoPro and just make the movie yourself and get that cinema verite look. And you would be amazed how much worse that looks. Yeah. While I was watching this, uh, he sets up eventually does mark like cameras throughout the house because you know it's a found footage film you have to but every time they would do that i was like man that's got to be so nice as someone making a film to go ha i don't need to worry about framing or anything everyone's just in one static shot forever yeah the other fun thing is we do get a lot of those like night vision night shots of the house to it to display how there are going to be spooky happenings but they don't have any of the camera tricks available to them that even the bare bones, like paranormal activity type movies do. We know where they speed up the camera and they have the displays and the flicker or whatever. And this, it's just look at this room in a Hungarian apartment. Oh, okay. Next scene. Yeah. That's there's very little more annoying to me than the found footage thing where they're like, ah, yes, it is nighttime. And here is a steady cam. Don't you worry. The first couple times we're going to waste your, watching with like two minutes of this where nothing happens but just you wait eventually you're gonna be watching this and then spookums and this was just like you'll be watching this and then still nothing like even forever nothing happens even if i don't like found footage horror movies i do appreciate the artistry that makes up several of so i mean I, I I would throw credit out there to what I think is the third paranormal activity movie where they they mount a camera on the base of an oscillating fan yes and that's it's such a good idea yeah because, I mean, it, it helps build tension because every time the, the camera frame sweeps back over there, just, you know, methodically, you're like, oh, God, is something going to have changed? It it, it creates tension for you. Here, nothing. In, in fact, so much nothing that you can tell they just filmed it in a Hungarian apartment by the fact that during all these static nighttime shots, you can see traffic, incidental traffic lights just sort of moving around on the walls. Yes. Uh, like, so they had the, and- the windows closed, but you just see like, oh, look, a headlight's going by. Oh, that's the, that's the only thing on screen. That's a, is that supposed to be ghost lights? No, no. The ghost light. (laughs) That's clearly just cars. (laughs) That's clearly cars. That's Mater from Cars and the ghost light. (laughs) I just, 
I couldn't believe it. There's one scene in the whole movie where the night vision footage pays off in any kind of spooky way. And it's just that they leave their computer on one night uh, and it shows spooky, spooky footage of nothing. And I was going to bring that up because that's annoying to me because no one mentions it. In found footage, when you're like, oh yeah, I set up cameras all over the place. When you have something happen on your camera, there should be a point where the people who set it up see that and then react to it. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, yeah, this was pointed at a, a computer screen and it showed some, some pictures of a building and then it didn't anymore. And you're like, okay, that didn't do anything or have anything to do with anything. It Great. Was, it was particularly unpleasant. It was basically a video footage of the main character's dreams is what, what it was supposed to be. But because we hadn't seen the sequence yet where he goes to the abandoned sanitarium, uh, the fact that it's footage of someone walking around the abandoned sanitarium is nothing. You don't know what you, my first thought was, oh, OK, this is that first person shot of the ghost walking around their house being creepy and observing. Th no, it never is. It's just moving through hallways and there's way more graffiti than the house has. So I guess it's just somewhere. Yeah, I had the exact same reaction where I was like, oh, it's someone moving through some sort of building. Ah, it's going to eventually like have a picture where it hovers over like Mark or something. Oh, no, wait, this is an entirely different place. All right. Well, sure. The other thing I found amusing is that there's at least one point in the movie where they say that thing's their TV, but the one time you ever actually see it turned on, it is very clearly a computer. Like, it has I a mean, Windows desktop. you can desktop. always use a TV as a computer monitor. You got me there. You're right. The problem is there's no way to sit in front of that thing as anything. I mean, it's sitting sideways adjacent to the couch and about one foot away from it. Mm. It's in a weird spot. That's all I'm trying to get at here. Um but yeah, we get a lot of footage of the living room from a static camera, and it, oh, there's such terrifying things as a car alarm goes off, and, uh, or the nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the time, the movie is basically trying to gonna use sound as its scare factor thing, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, this is a visual medium, maybe don't only do that. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the... The problem is, I would say there is one scene where it actually almost works when he goes to the sanitarium and there's the yelling. Yeah, there's and other yeah. than that, no. Yeah. Because a lot of it is like the uh, the kind of stuff you'd get from those shitty ghost hunter shows where it's like, I'm walking around my grandma's house. Oh, did you hear that? Mm -hmm. did, you hear, did you hear? There was noise. There was, there was noise. Did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I had a secondary problem. Well, this movie's done with, like, in-camera sound editing, so you can't really... A lot of the time, you can't hear the spooky things. I had to be watching it fairly quietly, because, you know, a little girl going to bed in the next room, right? So every time he was like, oh, oh, God, did you hear that? Oh, oh, there's a sound. Oh. I was like, okay, I'm as exactly as impressed as I would be if this was, like, a Ghost Hunters TV show, because... As always, they're just saying, a cold spot. And I'm like, I can't experience a cold spot. My initial reaction is that you're saying some bullshit. Yeah. Like, when they first go to go get the painting and they head over to the grandma's house and he has to go, like, into the attic, he's sitting in, or he's standing in the living room, and then he just kind of, like, hears a mild creak like you would normally hear in an old house settling. And he's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, God, what was that? Did you hear that? Oh, God. I'm like, ugh. Fuck you. I get it. You have one of those shitty ghost hunter shows. I understand, but still, fuck you. Yeah, don't waste my time with it. Or at least lampshade it. 
Like, it would be a lot better if he had one of those shitty Ghost Hunter shows where he fakes cold spots and psychic presence. And then in this movie, there's a point where he's like, okay, well, he's talking to a confidant who helps him make the show. And he's like, shit, this is all different than our normal fakery, isn't it? Uh, but I mean, there is that. It's called Grave Encounters, and it's a decent movie, and I have reviewed it. That is not this movie, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually found that scene in the grandparents' house, because they go to their grandparents' house, uh, him and his brother. His brother is my favorite character in the movie, because he's no-nonsense and, and really seems like he would prefer not to be in the movie. Oh, yeah. He's just like, all right, I'm going to get a trash bag and fill it up with anything valuable. Can you please also do some, some work here? Yeah, my... And then, you know, his brother's like, I'm going to go jerk around in the attic and find a painting. Yeah, and, and uh, the brother's... Tommy is just like, ugh, for God's sake. Always with the videos. I hate this. But yeah, the, the scene... Could you please not? The scene where he's like, I think there's something in the attic. And he goes up there, and I love this scene because he turns around and show, his his line is, oh God, okay, thank God. There's no hobos. No one is here to scare me in this attic. And he pans around to show us what he's looking at, and it is a hellscape. Because it's just the grossest, dirtiest, shittiest, hoarder-crammed attic you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It's just a lot of nasty, broken stuff up there, like pieces of furniture and like a moldy bedroll and stuff like that. You're like, oh, God, this is woof. Ew, save me. And it's all haphazardly just piled everywhere, just random heaps of garbage. My first thought when I saw it was, oh, okay, there is a hobo camp in his grandparents' attic. Oh, my, there are hobos. Uh, but what happened? Perhaps the littlest hobo. <laughs> Oh no, not the littlest hobo. Also, that was my yes, my my favorite um usage of a word was in that uh, the, with the uh, the weird Hungarian uh, <laughs> dual language thing is in there when when he s sees some holes under like a tarp on one of the sides of the walls. He's like, oh okay, the noise must have been from local mice. They awful prinkle in, they often prinkle in through holes of this type. <laughs> and I was like, prinkle? What the fuck is okay? Sure, why not? I don't know. I've never heard it, but I'm going to use it from now on. I'm stealing Prinkle. In fact, I'm... Prinkle's going in the lexicon. In fact, it's going in specifically under the stealing Prinkle context. <laughs> I'll have to figure out what that means as I go. Oh, uh. and then that's pretty much the scene that sets up that nothing in this movie is actually going to be anything because he finds the painting up there. He's like, oh, someone went to great pains to hide whatever is under this dirty sheet. I'm just like, that, that, as far as I can tell, is a wadded up sheet. But sure, whatever you say, dude. All right. Uh, if you say so. If the thing they're trying to hide is that they took a dump in a bed sheet, then that's what that looks like. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, the, the problem after they get this is, of course, Mark hangs it up in his room and he's like, yeah, it's time to find out if this thing's haunted or not. And all it is, is a lot of telling, not showing where it'll be like, Ah, let let me tell you the camera. I have not been sleeping well, and there have been some noises and problems. You, you I'm yet? not going to actually show any of that, but, you know, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> he, yeah, he keeps saying that. You're right. He keeps going, and does you know there have uh, there has been so many problems and weird, creepy things since I hung this up? And I'm like, no, I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've been hearing whispering noises. Well, I wish I did, because this movie is called The Whispering Man. I, I would say another thing about this movie that, that weirded me out immensely is they, they do foreshadow a couple of additional characters. Uh, the father 
is mentioned as having gone missing after he stole the painting and disappearing off the face of the earth about six months ago. Uh, and and also, there's a sister character that they mention is arriving from, from America fairly soon, where she has been on a college lecture circuit. Um, yes. And those are the only two characters they set up. Then in a in a in the next scene, after they set up the, you know, sister's going to be at the airport in a couple days, so we have to go pick her up, a woman comes into the apartment. And I'm like, oh, okay, we have the sister. And then she goes to bed with the main character. And it's not until after that that we get the establishment that, no, this is the girlfriend, not the sister. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was, I was like, like, wait, is he in the bed oh, with okay, his sister? It's, the sister. And it's then... not until several scenes from there that, uh, that Dora, the girlfriend character, is revealed as such when they finally make a web video call with, with uh, the sister who, by the way, oh my God, the sister character. But like... I had the same thing when she shows up and I was like, oh, it's the sister. Okay. And then he's just like holding her hand as they walk around. And I'm like, oh, all right, sure, I guess. And then, yeah, they're like, all right, let's go to bed. I'm like, whoa, hey, what, what's happening here? This, this family's way closer than I thought. I can see now why Tommy is so aloof about everything. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I'm going to be in my room and no one else is allowed to be there. <laughs> Uh, certainly you're never going to see it. We can't afford filming in there. <laughs> we can't afford two rooms. But yeah, this is this is his girlfriend, Dora, and not his sister. What was her name? Ariana or something like that? Something. It doesn't, something like it, that. It doesn't matter. We have we, She's in two scenes in the movie. Uh, the sister shows up on a phone call where she's like, ah, yes, I am very tired of American lecture circuit. I cannot wait to get home and see you. Uh, it is sad about the deaths of mother three years ago and i guess grandparents recently uh and then she's like wait do you have that haunted painting now i need to take sedative and i only have three sedative i'm going to need more pills instead of less pills <laughs> this character is such a nothing uh it's really weird to me that they would go that far because she's only really there to provide one piece of information there has been a couple times during the film up to this point where a radio turns on randomly and it's playing the same song each time. Mm -hmm. And then apparently Dora's cell phone has that as a ringtone and the sister's like, oh, I know what that song is. It's the song that our parents first kissed during when like their dad put it on the jukebox randomly and then they danced and kissed. And you're like, I mean, oh, we okay. So that's, that's going to be a thing then you've already established it a couple times and introduced an entire character just to tell us about it. That will be important, right? That's the last scene it's ever mentioned is the point at which it gets explained. Yep. It's never heard or mentioned again. <laughs> also, I, I particularly enjoy the scene where Dora, the girlfriend, her ringtone goes off and she just hangs up her phone right away. So obviously it was just a setup for, you know, uh, to play the song. Cause whatever the phone call was, let's not worry about that. Uh, but when they're like, where did you find that song? What is that song? How did you find it? She's like, I downloaded it off the internet. I enjoy this song very much. It is nice. And I got to tell you, people, I mean, I know this movie has no budget, so I know they couldn't afford a real song, but this song sounds like a Hungarian ice cream truck. <laughs> you are not wrong. So for everybody in the movie to be like, ah, yes, I am intimately familiar with this song. What, you mean that collection of toots and whistles? I don't understand what you're... Why, who, would, who would hear that on the internet and be like, yeah, yeah, cell phone. I'm into this. 
This is the kind of music that plays when you're watching footage of a bear roll down a hill. I could, <laughs> I could definitely <laughs> fuck with this. This is my cell phone music. <laughs> I I love as well that when like Mark comments on it, he's like, "It's not the type of song that I would normally listen to, but it's all right." Like, <laughs> what? It's like if Baby Elephant March was playing, and he was like, he was like, "Ah, you know, I could probably get down with this." Normally, I am more into the uh, the power metal, but but this uh this amusing little swaying waltz is very cute. <laughs> I get uh... it. They just needed something free. <laughs> Uh, the free music archive. But the idea that her father, because they, they not only, they know how bad the song is. So the sister has to set up that it was a random jukebox selection. That was the, the, the first kiss of, of father and mother. Uh, that, 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 uh, this song was chosen completely at random off a jukebox in a Hungarian restaurant. Yes. And now, oh, it haunts me, sister, this song. It plays on and... the, the many antiquated, like, cold war era stereos we have scattered around our house god i wish that had paid off in any way <laughs> in any way at all hey it paid off great if you like looking at like old soviet blocks radios and crap that's that's exactly how it pays off i know now, i know hungary isn't part of that i'm saying that this technology looked like it was okay so okay <laughs> the the whole nightmares thing with mark uh eventually gets to a point where he's like oh i was in a hospital and then a fire broke out, and all oh, my flesh was burning, and my skin melted off, and ah, what a terrible nightmare. And then it cuts to him being like, I didn't tell them, but I know where this was, and I'm going to go over there in the middle of the night. Yeah, he keeps like, getting... The, the only thing that's supposed to be a real payoff to all those like static camera shots in the bedroom that he sets up is him having bad dreams. Yes. So it's just... Ah, what can we do? I don't know. We'll have our main actor flail a little, I guess. Yeah, we'll have him writhe around in bed. Uh, And, you know, nothing scarier than human eyes under a night vision camera lens. So we'll just do that thing where he's got glowing green eyes, and I guess that'll carry the movie. I guess that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so anyway, John's right. He's off to the fucking sanitarium. Oh, my God, they had a second set. Yeah, which... I mean, I'm not going to be too nitpicky, given that they obviously filmed this for zero dollars. Mm-hmm. But you're like, ah, yes, this is the place that burned down. And you're like, wow, there's a lot of wooden doors here for a place that burned down. And they're not burnt at all. It looks a lot more like an abandoned school than an abandoned sanitarium. But sure, you whatever you say, pal. But hey, go for it, my man. Whatever. You do you. I'll just follow right along. <laughs> but Ugh. he just enters a gross old abandoned building with lots of staircases in it, uh, filmed entirely in night vision mode, uh, and there's just glass and graffiti everywhere. And it look- I do appreciate the line where he's like, why didn't I just come here at daytime? Yeah, I should have just come here under broad daylight. <laughs> what, what am I doing? And then instead of leaving, he's like, well, nothing for it but to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also the highest level of bullshit Ghost Hunter TV show scene, because there's points where he's just randomly unveiling new bits of information about this place as he's wandering around. Like, so he's just going down a hallway. This should be extra spooky, you guys, because I know uh, that, that uh, and, and you know as well, it has been established they did human trials here at one point. So extra freaky deaky. Yeah. Normally I was, you know, when I talked about it before, it was just a hospital that burned down while the painting was there. But now I'm going to let you know that it was actually one of those things where they did human testing. Ah, spookums. extra spookity. Now, 
at one point he's going along and he ends up finding like a little cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, I'll hold on to that. And then there's some guy there. And yeah. I don't know what his purpose was, but he's just like, hey, hey, you here for that whispering man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up the stairs to your left, second door. Can't miss it. Well, and then, of course, we have to have the scene where he dramatically turns around with the camera to look at the door to, or the stairs. And when he turns back, the guy is gone. Yeah. And it's such a weird, calm conversation. And they're doing it in Hungarian. And the guy's just like, oh, yeah, you're not the first one to come here about that. Anyway, uh, you'd probably find if what you're looking for up there. Uh, bye. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is, if this was supposed to be creepy, it mostly just seems like you found a very friendly night janitor who is sick to shit of people coming here. Yeah. I mean, if he's a janitor, he's a shitty one. This place looks like ass. I don't, I don't, I mean, honestly, but yeah, he just kind of finds a creepy dude. And this is also the only scene in the movie where they could really afford any extras. So he, he meets that guy before he finds the cassette tape, the cassette tapes on the staircase. He gets sent up. He's wandering around at random for a long time, hearing creaky noises then he sees this guy. He's like, oh, God, oh, shit, what is this? What is this guy? And the guy's like, hey, hey, man, um, just so you know, if you're looking for the Whispering Man, he's up those stairs. Oh, shit, is so creepy. And then he goes upstairs, gets scared, and now it's time for the only scene in the movie with anyone else in it. Yeah, the <laughs> he finds this, like, video cassette on the stairs, and then we get that sudden screeching scream thing that you'll sometimes get in horror movies where it's like oh no ghosts yeah and i'd say that's probably the most effective scare in here at least because it just starts from nowhere so it's at least startling ish yeah it was startling i basically it was my one chance to turn the volume down real quick so as not to wake up my kid yeah the uh, uh <laughs> then he attempts to Flee, obviously, because you're in a creepy place and then ghost screams start happening and he begins <laughs> to run into extras wearing scrubs. Mm -hmm. A bunch of lurking people standing still, arms down at their sides, wearing scrubs, and they all have masks like, like uh, you know, COVID masks on. Yeah, they all just have their surgical masks and scrubs and they're just kind of standing in the way they put very mild makeup on them to be like ah oh, we're gonna make you look grayer or we'll put some red on you or whatever mm -hmm. and you're like okay so is this a a different haunting then is the painting haunted and this place haunted because the the scrub folks will never show up again he won't mention it to anybody and it doesn't matter to anything. Yeah, no, everything's haunted. Everything's haunted all the time. Don't worry about it. Girlfriend's cell phone, just also haunted. So haunted that, that the, the internet is haunted and tricked her into downloading the haunted song. Yeah, it was like, oh, I was just on the internet and then I downloaded this song. I like it. It's a good groove. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Obviously, you're possessed. <laughs> yeah, you must be possessed. Otherwise, you, would, you wouldn't be playing this song that honestly kind of sounds like it was used for... I don't know, a French lesson on a, a, a schoolyard DVD. But sure, whatever. <laughs> Great. Yeah, everyone loves this song. It's a real jam. It's the big hit of Hungary this summer. Oh, hi, yeah. Mark. Good. <laughs> you did it. You got the world's shittiest rendition of Crazy Frog. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, you know, is running around the, the hospital, running into the same couple of people in scrubs over and over again. And going, oh, shit. Oh, it's so scary. Oh, no. 
And then the next morning, he has all this on tape, by the way, because the whole movie of this this part of the movie is all done through cell phone camera footage, or I don't know, yeah. probably a GoPro. So the next morning, he is showing all that crap to his brother and girlfriend. And, his, and they just sort of are like, okay. Yeah. Well, the brother wants to call the police because he's like, well, okay, we need to call police. You found tape from missing father and uh, my, your missing father in the in the I keep doing that Russian dropping everything thing, but they don't talk like that. Um, you you found the tape from our missing father in like a a creepy abandoned sanitarium. I mean, he's disappeared, so no body was ever recovered or anything. This could be important to what I'm sure is still an ongoing active case. So I guess. Oh I'll- yeah, because the tape they found is their dad just being like, "Oh, this painting is evil, and it's gonna." It keeps making me have dreams where I kill my family, so I've got I've to do something and fight against this painting, and instead of getting rid of it or burning it or doing anything, I'm going to take a video camera and go to a sanitarium in Hungary. Anyway, bye. Yeah, yeah, so we get that little bit of footage, and then when he has the footage digitized and has it all existing on, on uh, a computer, his brother sees it and is like, okay, well, we have to go tell the police because this is going to be extra information to our missing persons case. Sure, okay. Uh, <laughs> but then the main character is just like, no, no police. We will be ostracized by neighborhood. You know this. <laughs> and I'm well, like, well, I mean, do we? I'll be, I'll be honest. That entire building that they were crawling around in had a lot of graffiti that said "fuck the police." That's true too. But I mean, ultimately, what would they? What would the police get mad at them for if they did this? Like, oh, uh, the, you went to that abandoned ha- sanitarium and you found out that there's a bunch of people in there wearing hospital scrubs. That's weird and creepy, but it's not like it's illegal or anything. Yeah, and uh, you know, I guess your dad must have gone there. Interesting. That's something we can use. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I just love the library. It's just like, we cannot go to police. They will only cause trouble, and we will be ostracized by neighborhood. And I'm like, what are you talking uh, about? Why would that, why, why would the whole neighborhood know? Like, wouldn't you just be like, why don't you just go down to the police station and be like, hey, we found this creepy shit here, uh, and I just wanted to make a quick report about it. Done. Yeah. But there was some creepy shit. Bye. I mean, the real answer is because we need to keep this a found footage movie, and found footage movies have five people in them. Yes, and at least four of them are absolute idiots. Mm -hmm. That's the rule. If you're making a found footage movie, five people. Stop. Stop at five. Stop it. Not more than five. That's hard to keep everyone on a camera, and eventually you hit a certain critical point where someone's going to be like, no, fuck it, I'm leaving this spooky woods, or no, fuck it, I'm just going to use my cell phone. Hmm. So you need five. It's the max you can have. So no police, can't have police. And besides, at this point, Mark is now like, you don't understand. The painting is trying to tell us something. It wants to show us untold secrets. Well, at least with this one, you're like, okay, the painting apparently has been playing a song that only has significance to their parents and led Mark to a videotape of their father. So at you know, at this point in the movie, you're like, oh, is it like trying, to, like, is the painting of the father, did he get trapped in there? Or is it trying to lead them to the dad or what's, no, none of that. That doesn't matter. It's just evil and will possess you. It just wants to give you secrets and tell you power thing. You don't understand. Its power is limitless. <laughs> its power is limitless. It can undo a padlock, guys. <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> It can't really, it doesn't seem like it's got all that much in my way of interesting powers. It can make creaks happen. 
and it can make one person crazy if it spends enough time on them. Yeah, which great. There is also a Eventually, scene. Eventually, Mark. There's, oh, go ahead. There's also a scene around this point where he's trying to convince the girlfriend to let him stay alone in the house and don't worry about anything. And she looks over, and the painting is now blank. It's just a black square instead of a, a, a the the man's no longer in the painting. And she's like, oh, no, what has happened? Where is the man? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. He's just telling oh, us things. That's That was later. That's the end of it. Oh, it is? Because okay. first when she, she tries to be like, hey, we locked the painting up in the attic. I'm going to go and please stay here. And he's like, yeah, no, it's fine. You can go. You can go pick up my sister from the airport. I'll be here alone. I don't need a babysitter. Just me. Just me alone in the house. Just me in the painting. That's all we need. I'll take three. It was, uh, I will take three, uh, pills and fall asleep like a baby. And of course the rest of the people go out to get the sister and then creepy creaks happen in the house and you know, wanders around for a very long time being like, Hey asshole, are you in the house? I will get you. I'm calling the police, even though my neighbors will ostracize me. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, oh, he hear, there's two very loud thumps. Now, presumably, those thumps are the sound of the uh, the the lovely lady lumps. Yeah, there's the sound of lovely lady lumps. They're the, they're the meat lump gang. It's the sound of uh, the the padlock being knocked off the attic door. But instead of of checking that, he just sort of is, he does that horror movie thing where. Yes, granted, he's been haunted for the past several weeks by a spooky ghost painting, and he recently had a, a horrible, evil medical demon encounter at a nearby sanitarium, but if he hears thumps in the night, it's probably just a burglar. Oh, it's burgles for sure. It's definitely, it's old Bilbo Baggins here to burgle his precious food. <laughs> uh, now, eventually, of course, he finds the padlock and is like, ooh, I can get up into the attic now. It's time to go get me some of that sweet, sweet action. I'm going to get a painting. So we finally see the attic door come down, and then he goes all on, on up in there, and uh, just a cruddy-looking attic, and the, the door closes up behind him, and he's like, oh, shit, oh, no, he's so spooky. But then it just cuts to black, and we hear that <laughs> heavy breathing. Yeah, there you go. And he just goes, oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hi. Hello, doggy. <laughs> oh, you're my best ghostomer. <laughs> I did. And then we get fucking Mark sitting in the living room with just the night vision stuff on and no lights. And now he's full possessed. So he's got little black vein lines on his neck and face. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and he's just his eyes are dark. Sitting there looking at the camera light. Uh, just just being a creepo, waiting for his friends to arrive, and he's he's still doing the whole like, "Hello, this will be last episode of my Ghost Hunter show." <laughs> Fucking his nerd friend shows up, and he's like, "Hey, Abel, I called you because you are my friend. How long have we been friends? You know, ten years now. Please come closer. Mm -hmm. Please come over here and closer." Yeah, well, I don't know if I want to come over there on Closer because you are being very creepy and sitting alone away from me in dark room. Oh, no. And, you know, talking to me without turning around, which is just dick move. <laughs> I know I look like a beefed up version of Napoleon Dynamite's older brother, but you do have to look at me at least a little bit. I require eye contact. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he gets up and fucking axe murders Abel. Uh, and by axe murders, we mean... You don't see it because that would cost money. 
Yes. So it's He's just like, ah, let's turn off the lights, ghost painting. Mm-hmm. And then anytime an axe would hit a person, the camera cuts out. So, you know, don't worry about it. You won't see shit. Yes. Now, then he's just sitting in absolute darkness rather than having the camera on at night vision. And the three others come home, the girlfriend, the brother, and now the sister from the airport. And I thought we were going to have a scene where they, like, trip over the dead body that was in the kitchen, like, at the front door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, the body's just gone, and I was like, oh, you missed an opportunity to have, like, a freak-out scene. Yeah, I okay. know. They, they passed on a lot of opportunities here. They, he somehow cleaned the house completely while they were coming back from the airport. Uh, so they come in, and basically the scene's just reset. Like, he's still just, you know, sitting in the in the living room in the dark again. Yeah, and they're like, hey, what are you doing over there? And he's like, ah, um, oh, you shouldn't have tried to hide the painting from me. It just wants to tell me secrets. It's so powerful and secrety powers. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should not have hid painting. Now I kill you because of the limitless powers of painting. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What is it? What did it do? Why do you need to kill people? What are you doing? Uh, it has been established. Yeah, he establishes his brother in the stomach. and uh, Completely silently. That scene is hilarious, because his brother just comes over to check in on him, and then goes, oh, I am stabbed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and then strangles his sister to death. So you're like, good. It's a good thing this character was in this movie for one scene on a video call, and then to be choked out. Uh, oh god yeah the poor sister i i wonder if the sister isn't there to make some sort of point about americans like uh i don't think there's anything that was a point about anything in this movie uh, that's fair i guess that's fair i'm just saying because they cast a you know a, a very slightly heavy set person with a nose ring who is constantly whining about headaches and how she needs a sedative all the time and I was like, oh, is this a dig on how she's getting Americanized? But you're probably right. It's probably just nothing. It's probably just someone they knew. <sighs> yeah. So she gets strangled. And meanwhile, the girlfriend has run away, not out the open door that she was standing near when this happened, which would make the most sense, but instead up to his room to lock herself in there. Yes. The best thing in any horror movie, run upstairs where you can just sit in a room somewhere and wait. Literally, when she saw the brother get stabbed and the sister get strangled, she was still standing at the front door. And her response is, ah, I will run further into the house. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she finds the dead body of Abel there. And that's when she sees the painting that is now just black. Yeah, she's like, oh no, what has happened? And Abel is dead. And we get a, a long confrontation scene where he's just like, hey, open door. It is me. Oh, it's Mark. Open the door. You are being silly by not opening the door. Just open the door for me, eh? Okay, we do it your way. I'll use my limitless power to unlock the door. Yeah, which I, I'm surprised you didn't just start with that, given that the one thing that we know this ghost can do is unlock things yep and in fact the only thing really we know this ghost can do outside of i guess possess people uh put catchy songs on the internet that's right catchy ice cream tunes <laughs> yeah so so yeah it, he comes in but it's a scuffle we can't really tell what's happening because we're all watching it on like a, a i don't even know what fucking camera this is at this point it seems like she's oh this was the the bedroom camera that 
Mark had set up so that it was the one that watches him when he's, you know, having his nightmares. Yeah, but it's moving but, in the scene, so I have to assume someone grabbed it? Yes, she grabs it because she's looking through the night vision instead of turning on lights for some reason. Okay. And she grabs the axe that Mark had used to kill Abel and then left with Abel's body in the room to then kill Mark. Right. Uh, unfortunately for her, she succeeds in killing Mark. We watch him fall back and die on the bed. Um, and we think, oh, okay, a final girl scenario. We are there. But then the door locks and all the lights turn out and then she screams and now it's time for credits. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the breath happens again. Yes. And then, of course, the ending bit is, and Dora is still missing to this very day. I'm like, oh, do you think he maybe just told her to go kill her own family? That seems to kind of be his M.O., I guess, but who knows, right? I mean, I don't know. It burnt down a hotel and a sanitarium, possibly. Yeah, maybe so, Maybe because there was no one in them who had the wherewithal or capability to go home and murder their families. Maybe. And they were just like, fuck it, I'm just going to reset, starting over. I don't know how I ended up in a sanitarium. All right, let's hope someone else gets me and I don't end up in a business somewhere. <laughs> I spent 30 years in a hotel bathroom and not even one of the ones in a room in a lobby bathroom. Oh, God, you would not believe the shit I've seen. Literally. <laughs> so that's the end. Yeah. the Oh, she's never been recovered. But three body or four bodies were found at the house. That's right. And now she's gone. We never really found out what happened to the dad either. So at the end of it, I was like, oh, is she just going to like get together with the dad then and be like, ooh, now we're both possessed. Let's just keep going until we get more possessed people. <laughs> Coming soon, The Whispering Man 2, twice as much nothing. The Whispering Men. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it just ends. That's it. That's the end. I mean, we don't learn anything. We don't know what happens to the painting. We don't get anything. There's nothing. We don't know why the painting was doing anything. We don't know what it was after, why it was evil or haunted or possessed, whatever it might have been. We have no clue about fucking anything, and then the movie ends. The closest thing we get to understanding why the painting is the way it is is because an insane person painted it with his own blood and then committed suicide. Yeah, but it's not like, okay, does that mean it's the artist's ghost? Or was the artist... Did he channel a demon into it? What, what the fuck? We get nothing, which just leaves us with the, uh, the the weird accusation that suicide is spooky and causes ghost shenanigans, which I'm not a fan of. That left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Good times. Thanks, movie. Mm hmm. So. Ugh. So, yeah. You know, there you go. Nothing. Nothing happened. It was, there was just whisper sounds, uh, fake looking stabbings and nothing. Yay. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Let's get into the best and worst. What was the best nothing that happened in this movie? Uh, the stilted-ass joke about how Superman had to sh couldn't shave his mustache for reshoots. When they're Yay. like, they're like, you just so you know, we will have to have you shave mustache later because of certain Hollywood trends. And that's the joke. And you're like, I get it. It's about Superman. Okay. Uh, uh, and I was like, yeah. I like it because also the joke is so bad because of translation issues uh, that... It was just the funniest point in the movie for me. I found that kind of amusing. So that's my favorite thing. What's your favorite thing in the entire movie? So the point after he comes back from the sanitarium and he's talking to his audience again, he's like, many people have said that I faked this, but I, I say to you, lick my balls. I, I couldn't do this. I wouldn't set that up. I'm not an actor. And I'm like, yeah, you're not. <laughs> 
it's true. There's a lot of points where he's like, if you if you think I set this up, then I didn't get eat my shit or whatever. And you're like, I get it. All right. Okay. This isn't a real uh, YouTube thing. This is a movie. You don't need to keep telling us that this is real. Yeah. But just just the I'm not an actor. I was like, yeah, no, good. thank you. We know. Thank you for that. You should have just made We're all a, aware. You probably would have done better overall if you had just made a Ghost Hunter YouTube show. <laughs> Those are popular. All right. What was, what was the worst thing in this movie for you? I, I mean, ultimately and obviously the worst thing in this movie is that the cover monster isn't in it. Uh, it, I mean, clearly. Yeah, so it's going to be that. The fact that there's that that business alien, like executive alien on the go, uh, is not part of this film at all, nor, for that matter, are woods. Uh, so that picture is just nothing. Uh, that was That's my least favorite thing, because I was, you know, that picture was modestly intriguing. Yeah, at least that was like, oh, okay, some sort of a monster thing to figure out. I want to see... Bi- this will be like... <laughs> Yeah. The bye-bye man. I or see, the tall man. I want to see business class alien. Just show me that once. That's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Give me the CEO alien. Yeah. Let's see him, like, have someone get out of a car and open the door for him in the back, and he steps out, has a briefcase in one hand, and he's already yelling at someone on a cell phone. I want to see that alien wandering around yelling, buy, sell, sell louder, buy, hostile, ta- hostile <laughs> takeover. I... I- I need to see the vice president of abductions. That's what I need. Look, I need you to synergize this up and do a tiger team. That way we can more efficiently leverage our synergies. Also, uh, boogans. <laughs> Boogity. Anyway, I'm out. All right, I got to schedule a boogans for two o'clock. All right, I'll catch you later. <laughs> Power lunch. Give me that. Uh, I want I want evil business alien, the movie, uh, which unfortunately we can't have now because someone already used the poster. Yeah. Now it's copyrighted, whatever the fuck. <sighs> yep, there you have it. What was your least favorite thing? Right. I want to say my least favorite thing was there was a point where they were talking about the painting and they're like, oh, what if it's possessed by a demon? And the girlfriend just sort of quietly in the background goes, like that Annabelle? I'm like, don't mention an actual horror movie. Don't do that. <laughs> it's, even... li- it's like when movies mention Casablanca. You're like, don't don't bring an actual movie into this i haven't actually seen anything from the annabelle universe are they any good uh the first the conjuring was fine eh. like but i know then they kept trying to do like a shared universe with like annabelle and the nun and all this other shit yeah la la llorona uh, i don't think that's part of it i think it is i'm not sure but i think it is well you're wrong am i okay well then you know what i apologize I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not looking it up right now because I know I have a couple seconds left before, uh, because we still have to do the bet, the, uh, rating scale. Yeah, we do need to do that. So we are each going to give this movie a rating from zero to five, which will give it a rating out of 10. Jeff, have you finished looking up La Llorona? Uh, yeah. And and indeed it is the sixth entry in the Conjuring franchise. Uh, is it? It is. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, or sorry, Wikipedia. It'd be weird if it was on Wikipedia. (laughs) According to Wikipedia. I'm sorry. I live a very specific life. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I only go one place for all knowledge. After the first trailer's release, it was revealed that Tony Amendola was returning as Father Perez, last seen in the film Annabelle. Uh, it is the sixth entry in the Conjuring universe. Boo! No wonder it sucked. <laughs> I don't. I, I I didn't see it either. I just am dimly aware of all cinematic universes because I think they're neat. <laughs> they're one of my favorite things to track in Hollywood. That's why I'm always going on about that dark universe shit because it's the funniest fucking thing that ever happened. God, I wish that had actually 
panned out and they did that. I'm way happier that it didn't, so that we'll always have that Vanity Fair photo shoot of like Johnny Depp and and, uh, and everybody who was already in the mummy just lounging around like, yes, we're all looking very fancy and sexy because we're going to be in a film franchise. Uh, anyway. Jeff, what would you give this movie? I'm still a little torn on this. I'm very tempted to drop it the zero because nothing fucking happens. And I feel like we might have given the mirror a zero and this is the same movie. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go first to see if, see if it sways my vote. But I'm strongly leaning towards a nothing. God, I'm also leaning towards that. I think I'm going to give it a 0.5. I'm going to give it a 0.5 just because... They did at least do some makeup on Mark at the end. I was like, <laughs> all right, you put just the tiniest amount of effort into this. The mirror didn't even manage to do that. So I'm going to say you get 0.5 for putting out like scoopy <laughs> scrubs guys that are spooky and some little black vein marks and that's it. I don't think I can agree with you there. The mirror did end with the main character having a bunch of knife marks on his face from where he tried to carve himself up. Remember, he even there is even a shot of him with one of his eyes poked out. Was there? So it it put more in than this did. I'm gonna give. I'll, I'll agree with you on this is has enough of a plot to be worth a point five. But then I'm gonna rescind it point five points for wasting time I could have spent playing valuable Hades. <laughs> and therefore, true. therefore, this is getting. The nil. So this is going to be a rare movie with a .5 in the score, and also that is a .5 in a score. <laughs> there you go. .5 out of 10 for The Whispering Man. Some absolute garbage that you shouldn't watch. I swear. But if you want to, it's on Amazon Prime. I swear, if, if you want a horror movie to be bad, have John Pickett as one of the two or three movies I have to watch for Horrortoberfest every year. Oh, it's true. I... I do normally try to torture you with these because you're not going to like it even if it's good anyway, so I may as well just get my money's worth. <laughs> but this was a torture experience for you as well. I know. I fucked myself up. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. <laughs> you played yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us for this first installment of Horrortoberfest oh. for 2020. Oh, for God's sake. There's going to be three episodes, aren't there? There are. I get you for a whole goddamn month, and we're just getting started. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. So, if you want to see all of the written reviews that we do, again, you can go to our website, systemmasterypodcast.com. You can follow me at Gurglespasm on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us at System Mastery on Twitter and all sorts of other nonsense. And if you like the show, you want to support us, you want to help me out while I spend the next 30 days watching just the cheapest garbage movies, you can go over to patreon.com slash System Mastery and anything that you give helps the show, but there's a ton of content you also unlock, and at the $5 level, you're going to get our TV Mastery bonus and our monthly Afterthought show as well, mm -hmm. and access to all of our secret Discord channels. Yeah, you get a bunch of secret Discord channels, and you get something like 9 to 10 shows a month bonus. It's a ridiculously good deal. We make yes, so indeed. much content. So thank you so much. For joining us, we're going to go record talking about an episode of Smallville, 
But we will be back in two weeks with some more spooky nonsense on Movie Mastery. You have a good one.